0: So I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I had some major technical difficulties as I tried to do this a second ago. Um, For you that may just be watching this for the first time, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about outside of what I'm sharing with you. Uh, But needless to say, these two uh, beautiful beings in front of me – had to deal with it so thank you guys for your patience uh but let me get into the intro and see if this actually works this time hello to all you beautiful wonderful unique beings uh it is tuesday december 5th and we're here to talk sports uh yeah we're gonna do this every tuesday Uh, we're gonna show love to all y'all that are watching on on youtube on a regular basis we appreciate uh the the live watching and the communication so definitely communicate with us in the chat i will be looking over there so at times if i'm not looking at the screen I'm looking at your chat, so say whatever you have to say. Farkas, you are not allowed in there anymore. Uh, but anyway, now to introduce the most dominant tag team from the East, the brains of the group, our number cruncher. He's the advisor. Sam, how are you? I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Why hmm. are you stealing my line? Hmm. No, what's up, Ben? Hey. Okay, Okay, I'm done with him already. I'm <laughs> just here, so I won't get fined. And we have somebody here that is not going to get fined regardless because...
1: He's just here. Harrison, how you doing, man? I, I can't be fined. I have no money in my wallet. So you're not getting anything anyway. I'm excited to be here. Excited to be on for a bit more permanent basis. Um, so you know, let's get it going. I, I love Spoiler. how
0: Harrison uh gate dropped the bomb on y'all because he mm-hmm. will be here more. So we appreciate that. Uh you if you haven't listened to any episode with Harrison before, take the opportunity to go back and listen. It's always a good time. Uh, but this is episode 117 of the Chasing Points podcast. That is such a surprise that you guys can still hear me clearly. Uh, but yeah, now let's just get into this. There's a lot of stuff uh, that we are going to get to today. Uh, we have some a bunch of news for the NFL, uh, some big games that happened this week. So we'll touch base on our, on our dubs and our L's, of course. Um, just putting it in there. The Eagles are one of my L's. That hurts. Uh, power that rankings, point. of course. Listen, Jets fan, relax. Uh, power rankings will come up. Uh, we have week 14 picks. We also have a little little commentary on the uh, end-season tournament for the NBA. I know we haven't talked about it much. College football, we finally have what the playoffs look like, and it's very, very interesting. And we're definitely going to round it out with some uh, baseball Something like, uh, arguably the best player in the league, depending on who you're talking to, a little Shohei. Uh, but let's just get to the top of this. Um, gentlemen, first and foremost, what stuck out to you guys this Sunday, if anything?
2: i let Harris go. He's the
1: oh, I for me, it was kind of the way the 49ers dominated. Um, you know, they obviously the premier matchup of the weekend, 49ers Eagles, big game on Sunday afternoon. Um, for me, it was them, how they kind of showed out, you know, kind of gave it to the Eagles, uh, really, really well. Um, so kind of them kind of showing improving was, was huge for me this weekend. Okay.
2: Sam. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, that was clearly the, the must watch game and, um, of the, you know, of the weekend and arguably of the season, uh, so yeah. that was it. Was interesting how that unfolded, but and we'll talk plenty of that about that. But I thought the Dolphins were really impressive. The Packers on Sunday night were impressive, and um, yeah, and the Cowboys on Thursday. I know it was a few days ago here, but um, you know that was that was a fun game to watch. And I, I yeah, read I, that. I was said most Sunday, stream- Sam.
0: I didn't say Thursday, Sam. I said Sunday.
2: Right part of the week. Uh, right most streamed game ever, or something <laughs> but, like that. I don't know. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that was cool.
0: Yeah, well, the streaming the streaming seems to be uh, adjusting every week, uh, and that's probably definitely thanks to YouTube, because it's definitely reaching people throughout the world uh, for sure with that, because it's not just uh, confined to direct TV. So it makes sense that it correlates to that. I I agree with both of you. Definitely the Eagles Niners game where the Eagles basically stayed in the locker room that whole entire game uh, because they did not show up on the field, Uh, but we'll we'll definitely get into that for sure um so since we're talking about the eagles i I found something that i I saw that was very very interesting and it's been circulating now i know it's been talked about throughout the season of potentially banning uh the brotherly shove or the tush push or whatever the hell you want to call it uh but now it's come out that roger goodell wants this to actually be banned from football so before i give my thoughts Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on if this is true? Yeah, obviously, we do not have it confirmed. Roger did not confirm it or not yet himself. But if this were to be true, what are your thoughts on him wanting to ban this one play?
2: I, I guess my question would be why? Is it a question of safety? I know like Jason Kelsey's got to go down and then like, you know, hurts on top. You know, it's clearly it could be very dangerous. Is that the reason or is it just because no one else can stop it and they don't? they want that, more than just you know that cuz no one had a problem with Tom Brady uh Andrew Brees. uh yeah just doing this for 20 years so that was it, you know that would be what first comes to mind for me yeah that's my question as well like
1: has anyone been hurt from this yet uh the only person
0: so i i wouldn't say anybody's been hurt per se um what happened in that eagles uh, was it the Eagles Bills game? Uh, I forgot the gentleman's name that that kept going over and drove uh, one of the linemen into the ground, and it's like they threw a penalty, uh, they threw a flag or whatnot, and like I could see it being something pertaining to that. But there's so many teams that have tried the touch push or the quarterback sneak, which it technically is, and haven't gotten hurt. Like into to Sam's point. Kelsey gets so low on to the ground to, to push that pile and he doesn't even get hurt. So I need to know why this would be something to, to your gentleman's point, that's why be this would be something to do that yeah. because it, it, it makes it feel as if you're targeting one team that's perfected it right at this point in time, because teams have done it throughout the whole season or since the Eagles really started doing it and, and it gained popularity in this aspect. And they're the only ones that do it on a consistent basis. So, I just want to know what what is the reasoning. That's that's my only
1: thing. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, obviously, if it was successful all the time, every team would do it. Correct. Obviously, the Eagles have the tools to be able to do it um, and do it well. And I'm sure it's a copycat league. Everyone wants to do what's successful and what's working Mm -hmm. well. And I'm sure they've all tried to implement some type of tush push or brotherly shove or whatever you want to call it. Um, So it kind of seems that we're just singling out one team because they do it well, Um, especially taking into account there haven't been a ton of injuries from it or. Yeah, I'm just as confused as you are as to why it's a preference for Roger to get, Roger Goodell to want to get rid of it. Other than the success that the Eagles are having with it. Agreed. Sam, you, you look like you had something to say.
2: I was, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know what the answer is. You know, I, yeah. I'm reading something, Diana De- De- Diana Rossini of the athletic speculated that it's important to know that there isn't a single person from the Eagles on the competition committee either. Yep. So, mm. Um, three of the division depo- opponents: uh-huh. John Mara, Stephen Jones, obviously who COO of the the Cowboys, and uh, Ron Rivera are all on the uh, competition committee. So I just read that. I'm not a uh, conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> you know the the Eagles. It's an unstoppable play. What's the what's the success rate on that? Like 82 percent, 92 percent of the so, time. Yeah, 92. Um, I mean, it's so important that we're leading the podcast with it instead of the Eagles getting, you know, beat. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, dude, but uh, wow. see, they're not so, going to ban it now. So, Sam's so. friends. Again, see, this is why I go at Sam like
0: this. Just so you're listening again. I'm just saying. Okay. Dude, okay. dude yeah, I
2: am just saying the, the 49ers throttled the Eagles and we're talking about the tush push to start the podcast. I'm just saying. Throwing it out there. Don't, don't don't give me the Eagles. Hey, I picked Jalen Hurts to win MVP. I picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. I've been with you the whole way. We argued about Herbert and and Hurts, you know. That's it. That's it. I'm on your side, bro. I just don't know why we're talking about it the first ten minutes of the podcast.
0: So Sam, you talk about it then.
2: How I don't want that. to talk about it. No, now I you want to, want to talk about it.
0: So now you talk about it, Sam. I want to talk about uh no, the, talking the Eagles Niners. So talk about the Eagles Niners.
2: I, I will I talk about the 49ers. Right now, let's go. I am. You're interrupting me. Uh, <laughs> you know, they come into Philly. That They ran their mouth all off season. Debo ran his mouth about if Brock Purdy was healthy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a point that I think is, yeah, sure, but it didn't happen, so let's not talk about it. And, uh, you know, I, I think Debo waved goodbye way too many times. But, uh, you know, they, they came into a really hard place to play. And they looked really good. I, I think it kind of goes to show that, and we talk about this every week. Any team can be beat this year is really weird. Uh, your Eagles have been beat by one of the better offenses, if not the second or best offense in the league. I don't know, top, top, whatever. And they've also been beat by the Jets. So it just kind of shows that like it's not a, it's not so much like a ding as it is in like college football, right? Like if Alabama or Michigan or one of these powerhouse teams lost to a really crappy offense team overall, we'd be like, you know, when we'll get into it with the competition committee and all that crap. But, you know, it just kind of shows that it's a, it's a really volatile league and uh, there's, you know, these are two of the better teams. I, I would be a little concerned about the Eagles defense. They just had a huge acquisition and getting Shaq Leonard, who, if healthy, is one of the best middle linebackers. Is he a middle linebacker? One of the best linebackers in in football. So that's definitely encouraging for sure. So yeah, I want to talk about the 49ers and the Eagles. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't
1: count it as like an indictment on the Eagles. I still think they're yeah. a very, very, very good team. I just think the 49ers are also a very, very, very good team. And on this day, they had the Eagles number. Um,
2: and I, I hope we get that matchup again. Yeah, yeah. It just shows like every Monday at the whole sports world's like, what's wrong with the Bengals? And then the Bengals get fixed, you know, before Burrow gets hurt. What's wrong with the Bills? And then even though the Bills and we weren't on last week, and even though that was a that was a classic game, that Bills Eagles game, you know, it kind of it showed a different side of this Bills team. What's wrong with the Cowboys? Cowboys can't beat, you know, good teams. And they've looked that offense is that teams look really good. So just you know, I'm not too high or low in general, and I think this. You know, I think it says more for the the Niners than it does the Eagles, but um, they're still in the driver's seat. That to it's their number one seat to lose. It's whose number one seat to lose? The Eagles, clearly,
0: because yeah. they're in control. So, since Sam wanted to talk about this, we're talking about this, and uh, yeah, now the Eagles. <sighs> the Eagles absolutely did not show up to that game whatsoever. Uh, it's just like what the Cowboys did. They did not show up to the game against the Niners or what we should be talking about at this point in time. Maybe just the Niners are just that good, but also it's the regular season, right? Yeah. So I, I know there's a lot of talk, especially from last year. And I've I've spoken to a couple of Niners fans and some that I absolutely love to talk to about their team and are realistic And one of my buddies said, he said, well, I said, congratulations for the win. And it was just like the beginning of the fourth quarter. And he was just like, congratulations for what? And I was just like, the win. And he was just like, but it's just the regular season. And I was like, well, I'm glad I respect you for saying that because you could have went and said something completely different. But he was like, he was like, basically, he's like, if this was the playoffs, then I would have been absolutely ecstatic. He said, but you guys beat us in the playoffs when it counted. This is a regular season game. Yeah, totally. But it counts. It counts for something, obviously, because it's still they're all there's three teams, four teams in contention for that number one seed. You have the Lions, you have the Cowboys, you have the Niners, and you have the Eagles, and they're all separated. I mean, the Eagles have a, a still a leg up because they've only lost two games, where the Niners lost three, Cowboys lost three, and Lions have lost two at this point. Not three. Just, no, three. they're three two. So, yeah, I, I, this this game against the Cowboys uh this Sunday is going to be a huge game huge for what this this playoff run looks like because that number one seed is looking more and more valuable than it's ever looked to me especially with those four teams because they are looking pretty damn unstoppable uh to to touch on the Eagles defense uh you, you talked about Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard really hasn't been himself due to the yeah. injuries. Uh, if he can somewhat be a shell of himself, uh, it will be better than whatever the hell the Eagles put out there at linebacker on Sunday because that was non-existent. Uh, it's funny that also Debo Samuel talked about Bradbury being trash and the Niners didn't target him once in the whole entire game, which is so funny. Not because of they didn't feel they couldn't beat him, they but they attacked Slay and they attacked the linebackers and it seemed to have worked out extremely extremely well for them. Uh, and so I have a question for you. So do you think it's time to put respect on Purdy's name?
2: I yeah I uh, I think we've I know Brandon we've been aligned with this all year. He's I'm no longer he's... aligned
0: with you on anything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's like the Weird. line of Weird. the year on this Weird. podcast. That's great.
1: Uh, look,
2: he's, you know, you, you people want to knock him. He's a system guy. He's in an incredible system. I think clearly there are way more talented quarterbacks out there. I think just the marriage of Brock Purdy and Shanahan and knowing the system and knowing what to do and what, how how Kyle wants to to play uh you know call the game and and what to do here clearly you know Trey Lance I think it's a much more talented quarterback but you know Brock Purdy is the the one in the driver's seat that can drive this Formula One car you know down the down the track I, I yeah I've I'm all about Brock Purdy. I have been. He's in the MVP race for good reason, and uh, you know, be he's not just in, to he's say.
0: absolutely he's actually now the top. In is he Vegas, the favorite? Uh, yeah. He is now. Yeah, in I, I don't know about I don't, that. I don't. I didn't say I agree with it, Harrison. I'm just saying what Vegas says is he's top and Jalen is second right now. Dude, so, he's yeah.
2: thrown for three touchdowns and had a passer rating over 148 for the fourth time this season. Only Brady and and Rogers in their MVP seasons did that. Like that's crazy. Three touchdowns and and 148 pass rating, and he's Mister Irrelevant. It's just like it's <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Yeah, what no, I, I'm on the line me? with you guys. I love Brock Purdy. I've I have I've haven't had any doubts about Brock Purdy as what he is. Like he's a game manager, a, a better, a good game manager. Like I, there's nothing different than with Brady and Bilichek, obviously championships but you know maybe they can get to that if he stays in that same system i think it just goes to show if you have the system in place you have the pieces around you you can win with with any type of talented quarterback um everyone gets enamored with all this talent and you know Caleb Williams or Shador Sanders or ev- all this talent coming out of the draft but if you put them in the wrong situation nothing's going to work either way so he's in the right situation he's talented um he makes the right reads And he's doing what he's supposed to do. So I don't MVP is, you know, most valuable player to a given team. Um, I don't see that for him. Um, But, you know, he's he's doing his job, what he's supposed to be doing.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: well, since we've already
0: talked about that, there's no reason to talk about all three of our dubs because it's uh, Niners for the three of us for one of them. But I'll just get right into my next dub here, which would be Texans uh they went against a broncos team that was hotter than fish grease that was five out uh, the five on a five game win streak uh mm-hmm. going into this matchup i even chose them to win the game which they could have won the game uh it literally came down to the last couple plays of the game for the texans to pull it out uh cj has proven that he can stand in there and and talk about MVP. He 100% should be in that top three of MVP race at this point in time for turning a team that none of us thought at the beginning of the season that they were going to be where they were at. I don't know anybody outside of any Texans fans, which, by the way, I know no Texans fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know anybody (laughs) outside of them that would have thought that this would have been a successful year for them. At the beginning of this game, they lose Tank Dell. Screw me on fantasy, but I hope the young man is fine, uh, which is a, a huge asset. But then Nico Collins absolutely goes off in this game for him. It's it's been they've been winning by whoever the hot hand is of the game in the game, which is absolutely phenomenal. And CJ continues just to sling the rock. Uh, But I, I haven't even talked about the defensive side is because they've also shut down teams that Should technically on paper of what we've seen that they should lose to but you have the likes of stingley you have will anderson out there you have these young kids out there that are leading this and it does definitely help to have a stud of a head coach that was a former great linebacker himself into miko ryan's and and bringing over that tenacity that they had in in san francisco so I, i i'm just the stock is high for the texans for me so i I truly appreciate what they're doing, and it's a bright future for them.
2: Yeah, uh, dude, so just yeah. look, looking at their schedule really quick, look past games, they lost to the Jaguars by three in the you know, division there. So they lost to Cardinals by five. They lost to the Bengals, or they beat the Bengals. They lost to the Panthers by two. That was a weird game. They lost to the Bucks by two. Lost to the, the Saints by seven. Lost to the Falcons by three, or no, they beat the Saints. I'm sorry. We're, we're, I'm looking at four games here where they they lost by like less than four points. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. So yeah, it's, uh, you know we've been really high on this team all season, and we you know liked the hiring in the off season. We liked CJ, um, but we didn't expect this. I don't think the world expected this. And yeah, Tank Dell is a huge loss, despite being five foot eight or whatever he is. Um, Huge loss broke his, broke his, uh, broke his leg. So uh, prayers up for him. But yeah, this, this offense still goes. Absolutely. It's crazy. Well, speaking of go, go
0: pack, go that's your next,
2: that's your next pick. So (laughs) yeah, uh, just big game at Lambeau field. The, the uh, chiefs, everyone made a big deal about Patrick Mahomes first time in Lambeau. Uh, Well, you know, Jordan love had something to say about that. 11 TDs and two picks. In his last five games, where he's four and one, he had a huge night. Um, it's Mahomes' fourth career loss in December. Um, so now the Chiefs are no longer the top seed in the AFC. That goes to uh, the Dolphins, and uh, just Matt Lafleur sixteen and zero in December. It's not bad. Though. That's 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 not <laughs> that's bad. Not, that's and not bad. Uh, just watch out for the Packers. I already mentioned they're four and one. They don't play another team with a winning record for the rest of the season. Oh, well, it's not so, <laughs> You know, Lions, I think, you know, clearly the Lions are in the driver's seat there, uh, nine and three, but Packers are six and six. And uh, right now we're the seven seed in the NFC. So uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But it kind of just shows, Hayes, you preach this a lot with kind of just patience, especially with um, young men under center. And s- certainly Jordan Love's had a lot of, time in this league but not a lot of reps and it just kind of shows where he'll have his ups and downs but he is on a tear right now so it's yeah it's It's funny real
0: quick it's funny that through the first 12 his first 12 games he has pretty much identical numbers as aaron Rodgers did in his rookie year so there has been talk at the beginning of the season of this young kid can't do it, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. And again, to Sam's point that he just made, it's always about just being patient. And this is a huge part for this young man is just give him time. He's sat behind Aaron. He learned he just needed to get a feel of it. And he's starting to show you exactly what he can do, which is why it seems that the Packers don't miss when it comes to drafting wide receivers and when it comes to drafting quarterbacks. So we'll see what happens. It's only one year. Technically, he's been in the league for several, but we'll see what happens going from there. Harrison, you have the
1: Lions. Yeah, I have the Lions. I I, I like how they bounce back, obviously losing to the Packers on Thanksgiving, um, but bouncing back at a tough place to play. Um, obviously, the Superdome is is always difficult, no matter how good or bad the Saints are. Um, I just like how they just went in, handled business, got off to a 21-0 start and kind of held on at the end. But um, yeah, I, I just... Continuing to prove people wrong about the Lions, including myself, who said in the season preview, hey, it's the Lions, like everyone relax. Um, But sitting at nine and three, um, you know, they got the Bears next. They got the Bears next and they got the Broncos. um, They got the Vikings then the Cowboys and then the Vikings again. So they got a pretty good slate coming in. Um, Obviously, some more chances to prove that they're for real. But, you know, I I like the way that they handled their business uh, on Sunday. I I like how Harrison started this off and showed his love to New Orleans uh,
0: because of his (laughs) uh, history and he didn't say anything bad about them. Uh, The Saints suck right now. I'll say it for him (laughs) since he can't. Uh, But uh, no, the Lions are just a really, really good team. And it's they have a really, really good coach that the players resonate with. And it's it's showing and it's translating out there and And I I can't give enough credit to this person. I've had conversations with people this season and people still doubt this young man. But Jared Goff has been out there slinging the rock this season. So I do want to give him respect uh, because I definitely have been one of his doubters. Uh, But, you know, he's he's got an opportunity to prove everybody wrong and he's continued to do do so. So, uh, Sam, your L to start off is the Chiefs. Uh, You mentioned them a little bit earlier. Uh, about the Packers beating them, uh, what do you think is going on with the Chiefs, man?
2: Yeah, we, you know, talked a little bit about it. I, they need receivers that can catch the football. I mean, how many game-changing drops has MVS had? Now, look, there was a really weird situation at the end of the game where they were down by eight, and then Pacheco got tossed right, and then there's these not. Penalties that should be penalty and vice versa. So it was, it was a crazy ending that the thing is we're certainly it's, it's interesting because now we have, we're looking at a Patrick Mahomes chiefs team with a very good defense. Uh, Jordan love was just really good last night. Um, But I I think we'd all agree that the chiefs defense is light years ahead of where we've seen them. It comes at, you know, the, the uh, expense of, of their offense. And I think they uh, maybe just figured, okay, we can get guys in and the system will make them better. Um, But you need to catch the football. You need to get separation. Um, You know, maybe not having the enemy there is a bit of an issue as well. A lot more attention on on Kelsey because of just how dominant he is and how you may not need to worry about the guys on the edges. Uh, Although I really like uh, Rasheed Rice. I Think he's definitely uh, he's
0: up and coming. Yep, for yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: definitely a name that will uh, be around for a bit. I think, but yeah. So, uh, so I don't, you know, definitely not a, a as dominant of a team, but they have one of the you know best coaches and best quarterbacks our generation, and uh, you can't count them out. But not, right. right now, there's a lot of questions to be answered.
0: Is is it just me? Well, you're you're both Jets fans, but does this not feel like the Patriots? like the Patriots had some down years where they never really had like they had, they had always had a tight end or had one really good wide receiver for Tom. Tom was always willing. These guys that are not the, you know, the top tier guys. And they always had a, a good defense or serviceable defense with a hall of fame coach is, it feels the exact same way. And they're, they put all their eggs in a basket for Mahomes to be the guy to push them and, and Kelsey. But it's like, you're watching, and it's 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 saying to me, well, you paid Mahomes because you wanted to keep him because he's a generational talent, which is fine. You paid Kelsey because you wanted to keep Kelsey, but you let the best wide receiver in the NFL leave. And if that is not, just imagine what they would be doing with Tyreek still if they was on there. Uh, I know he in recent <laughs> a recent interview he said he felt like he was uh, the third wheel uh, <laughs> in their relationship or whatnot, but I. I They've they've got to be hurting from that, and I feel they're hurting from losing, as Sam said, the enemy. Like there's there's no doubt in my mind that those two things. I know Tyreek hasn't been there for a couple of seasons now, but they should have went out and did something during the trade deadline because they they absolutely needed it to push against all those other teams in the AFC. So,
2: yes, yeah, weird. I'd love to see T Higgins on the Chiefs next year because he's he not he's not coming back to Cincinnati. They probably can't afford him, so.
1: I would just would love be. to see any competent wide receiver on the Chiefs. It's so disappointing. <laughs> just kind of wasting Mahomes. No, they're not wasting it. They're fine, yeah. but it's just like they could be so much better. They could be good, dominant. Domin- Dude, good. I,
2: I had that Patriots comp today this morning. I thought of that. Um it's, you know, there's the on to Cincinnati years, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's not every not every year is you're going to be the number 1 seed. Yeah. But, you know, I would-
1: I would find I see it a little different, as in you know, obviously without enemy, it's Mahomes is not the Patriots are. A, they were a system, like with the Chiefs, it's like Mahomes is clearly the most talented quarterback we, I, in my opinion, that I've ever yeah, seen. I from would agree, arm yeah. talent, all that type of stuff. Like I think he's light years ahead of Brady from a just like a football talent perspective um but what the Patriots had was obviously that that system all mm-hmm. around Brady and the the support from Belichick from you know whatever OC was there at the time mm-hmm. um so I see it a little bit different like the Chiefs are solely relying on I feel Mahomes is just talent well on offense I would, at least
0: well to that I would say what have the Patriots done without Tom nothing So I would say that
1: Belichick's lost a step too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what
0: I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying to your point is I think it was Tom in those situations where it is for
1: sure. It's it's all together. It's all it's all part all part of it together. Like you you pull a different lever here or there. Like where is the talents here? But systems here. It's all has to match up. Um, but I find the Chiefs' talent level is higher as quarterback, whereas Brady, like the system was matching him a little bit Fair. better. So that, it's similar. It's similar. That makes sense. Well, since we're talking about Tom's former team, Harrison, your next L is the Patriots. Uh, my L is solely just to tweak the Patriots a little bit, obviously, as as a Jets fan, uh, you know. It, it it sucked watching them be so successful for so many years. Mm-hmm. So, any chance I can get to kick them while they're down is just fantastic. Uh, losing six to nothing is embarrassing. <laughs> not putting up a single point, mm, not against, a single point a, against not the
2: Brennan Staley point. defense, by the way. <laughs> not yeah. a single point.
1: Yeah. So, uh, that's just really why I picked them just to kind of, you know, dig the knife in a little bit because six to nothing, uh, embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think you speak for everybody
0: outside of New England, because nobody outside of New England it cares that the Patriots are losing right now. We watched you dominate the league for years, and now we are watching you uh just crawl up in misery into a fetal position, and I'm so happy about it every step the, every second of the way.
2: you know it's it's the the end is always of of these dynasties. It always happens you don't get lucky to you know most teams don't get lucky where it just continues like we're in the packers in a way right like it's not this clearly not the same team Mm -hmm. but you know those generate generational quarterbacks and and all of this and now it's just seeing the end i have a lot of patriot fans i lived and went to college in new england and you know they're not having fun right now Um, (laughs) And it's just kind of like, well, yes. welcome to the party. Like, it's I, just, I love it. I like, love it. Here we are. Love it. Uh, they also they they became the first team since 1938 to lose three games in a row with only allowing ten points or less in each one of them. So I thought the Jets were bad offensively, but this is. They are. This they is are. a mess.
0: Still are. Oh, yeah, they are.
2: Don't get me wrong. Uh, and if the draft was tomorrow, the Patriots are picking second. So you yeah, never well, thought I'd, I'd see that, but here we are. Well, hopefully <laughs> they
0: get Bill out of there so that Bill doesn't go and choose a fullback, trade back and try to get a fullback instead of getting Caleb or any of these other good guys, because that's exactly what Bill would do. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just very, I I'm very, very happy because Patriots fans were cocky for quite some time. Oh, very dude, very cocky, So I don't feel, I don't feel any remorse for what we talk about here when
1: it comes to the Patriots. Um, I do feel, they have, or they have a standing position as my L of the week. So I'll just keep them <laughs> there. there. Well, that's Brandon him, yeah. Staley for me. It's it's in there. It's <laughs> yeah. not an L this
0: week, but it's in there always, always <laughs> until he gets fired. He's there. So just know if I don't even say it, he's there, guys. Um, <laughs> L this week is for my birds. Uh, it was. Looking promising in the beginning. And by the beginning, I mean the first quarter. Uh, (laughs) Because everything after that, not so much. Uh, The offense looked stale in this game. The defense uh, was Swiss cheese. It literally had all the holes in the world. And uh, Sam has known me to slander Howie. And for a long time, I have not. But Howie has to take blame for this, too. Because in the offseason, when we let a lot of good players, excuse me, not we. I'm not a I'm not on the Eagles. When the Eagles let a lot of defensive players go from that Super Bowl roster, uh, you didn't fill up linebacker, which is finally for the first time last year, was they filled up the linebacker void and it worked great. Safety was also issued. They did well with that. They lost CJ, they lost TJ uh, Edwards, um, they lost uh Kaiser, all, yeah, Kaiser. Um, they lost Hargrave up front. Obviously, they got Jalen Carter, which is is phenomenal for that. Still, don't know how they did it. But big play Slay is looking like I make no play Slay. Um, Bradbury is looking like Dingleberry, and I am just tired of watching what is happening on the back end because it's the offense could at times keep them in the game. And sometimes I know the defense keeps them in the game, but at, at what point is Jalen, the young man that says everything right, says we still haven't played our best football, which I do truly believe because of what we saw last year. But at what point are we going to see that? Are you just going to magically pull out the best football in the playoffs where people play you even harder than they played you in the regular season? When is that going to come to fruition? So as a fan but also a fan of football is you're hearing and i know they don't care about what everybody's saying uh on the outside looking in but we're all seeing how closely you're winning these games and it's when are you going to be able to pull some games off and give yourself a cushion if that's possible it's is a, a w but i know everybody wants to see Can the Eagles really do that? And they didn't do that this week against the Niners. They didn't. They've obviously beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. uh, They beat the Cowboys. So that's three great teams that they were able to beat. But when are they going to have that statement game is what I'm as a fan looking for just even outside of being an Eagles fan. So
2: the statement blowout game, you mean, because I would yes, say that bills yes. game the, well, is, the bills
0: game was definitely a yes, statement, statement game. Statement yes, game. for sure. Uh It was more of a Jalen statement game saying, I hate yeah. how you call these games. I'm going to show you how it's done. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm waiting to see that statement blowout game. Yes, Sam
2: to clarify. Yeah, it's just, it, again it's kind of like the walls are closing in a little bit with that lead that you mentioned you you had the benefit of of San Francisco losing 3 in a row what's crazy is we're talking about the NFC team that went to the Super Bowl last year and they only had two losses <laughs> yeah i know um you could talk i mean we could talk about schedule strength of schedule all this other stuff you know we you know the the Vikings won so many one uh, one score games last year but they won them You know, it's just can't do anything about all of that. So I hate the I hate the whole schedule narrative and the injury narrative and all that. Well, if they did want to talk strength, the schedule narrative, the Eagles had the
0: hardest schedule this year. So that should put people to rest about that. But continue, Sam.
2: Yeah, it was it was definitely um, challenging. Yeah. But what what are you going to do? You just play who you play. And I mean, we'll get to that, too, in the uh, with the. uh, I almost called it the BCS, the uh, college playoff. It's, you know, what are are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam, you
0: have Jamal Adams. uh, you Text me and I was confused as hell about what the hell you were saying to me. And then I saw all the reports and I was like, thank you for clarifying what my friend did. And I have new I had no idea what the hell you were saying to me about. I I don't
2: either. What did Jamal Adams do? Go ahead, Sam. So Jamal got lit up on Thursday against the Seahawks or he is a Seahawk against the Cowboys. (laughs) Yes. Um, and Connor, Connor Hughes, who is a, now a reporter for SNY, but was formerly with the athletic and was the jets beat guy. I think he's still on the jets beat. Clearly knows Jamal Adams was here when Jamal was drafted and, and, you know, the leader of our team. And, uh, So after the game, uh, there's got to be something between the two of them. So Connor retweeted a video of of Jamal getting lit up, and all all it said was, yikes. That was the caption. And then later or the next day, Jamal Adams posted a picture of Connor Hughes with his uh, wife or fiance and with the caption, yikes. So, (laughs) and I saw a tweet... um, so, someone tweeted Connor Hughes and I shared this with our buddy Dave um and it said the only people allowed to slander Connor Hughes are Jets fans uh and I just thought that was that was fair so uh, you know you you have bad blood with somebody fine how you don't like how you're being reported on fine don't talk don't talk women and kids wife and kids families out of it um how'd you he deleted how'd the how'd your wife yeah, he deleted the tweet. Uh, I Real quick, I always just heard about how great of a leader Jamal Adams was when he was drafted out LSU. He was a captain and blah, blah, blah. He's not a leader. He's just loud. He's not passionate. He's just obnoxious. It's, you know, it's he's – the fact that we got Garrett Wilson and Elijah Tucker. Yeah, you need to put a some box... respect on his name because you got some great players out of his Yeah, name. Yeah, for a box safety. I love it. I love it. Uh, sign me up every day. It just pissed me off as someone, you know, just you just don't don't bring the uh don't bring the family into it. That's all. Bye, Jamal. Sam,
0: Sam hates fair. Jamal Adams as much as I hate Urban Meyer. I, I I think it's I think it's pretty equivalent. I think it is. Okay. I think it's right up there. And that's saying a lot because I can't stand Urban Meyer.
2: No, I definitely hate Urban Meyer more. Okay. So <laughs> fair. We can yeah. stay with that.
0: I I'm fine with that. That works still. That works still. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for getting uh,
2: Wilson, John Schneider. See you later. Uh well
0: I I'm very curious why Harrison has uh the Cardinals as his L uh because of him fanboying for their quarterback. So, the floor is all yours.
1: Uh stop winning. Why? <laughs> yeah, stop. I love it. I was
2: hoping this was the angle you were going to take. Their, with this is this.
1: this is stop it. Like <laughs> get help. You need help. You need high draft picks. Stop winning. Okay.
2: That's it. That's it. Can, I, can I add something to that? Yeah, CC please. CC New York Football Giants organization. What are you 100%. doing, guys? What are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what, are you doing? Uh, what are you
1: doing? The Jets Stop have it. a
2: better draft pick right now than the Giants. Yeah, Cardinals oh, are now third in the uh, third pick I mean, if the draft that was the list. Thank you. That's simple. great. Just man. cut
1: it out. Just cut it out.
0: Just lose. <laughs> I lose. I, since you brought up Giants, Sam, I had a. <laughs> A friend, write me, slid in my DM before the Eagles-Niners game. And he is a heavy Giants fan, and he was like, I can't wait to watch the Niners beat the, the, the Eagles. They're going to beat the shit out of you, blah, 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 and all this stuff, right? And I was just like, how are you talking to me when the Giants have not done anything at all? You literally lost to the Eagles three times last year. And we haven't played you yet, but I'm sure they're going to beat you again. And he was like, yeah, well, we still got a chance. I said, a chance for what? The playoffs. I said, okay, I'm done talking to you. He said, we're in third place. I said, okay, so I guess that's the standard now. is to live up for your team to be in third place. People, stop being delusional. You're, if your team's out of it, don't talk to teams that are really in it. I understand they're your rival. Just just take a seat. Just take a seat. Yeah, like dude, Chris Hansen the with Tom, Tommy.
2: Take a seat. The, to, the Tommy DeVito vibes are strong here in and- you know there people and look he's it's kind of crazy that the undrafted free agent is connecting more than your forty million dollar quarterback, but <laughs>
0: hmm here uh, we are danny ducks uh my my speaking of ducks uh the jets have nobody to throw any ducks uh they don't have anybody to throw anything uh they got a quarterback that miraculously is coming back from an ACL injury and can just throw the football all of a sudden. And he thinks he's going to play with a O line. That is absolutely horrendous. Uh, You have the rumors of Zach Wilson. Now they want to start Zach Wilson again. And apparently he (laughs) doesn't is reluctant to play Uh, Robert Sala before we came on and recorded, apparently said that that's not true because he wouldn't be on this team if that was the case. Good job, Robert. You keep uh, keep shielding the boy. I get it. Uh, Boyle, uh, (laughs) he he boiled over, didn't he? Uh, That wasn't too great. Um, And what point does this defense just say, you know what? You can put in the second stringers uh, because we're just going to sit out the rest of the season because we're not going to waste our defensive talent on whatever you're putting out in this field because they have one of the best defenses in the league. Thank you for fantasy points. Appreciate you every week. Uh, but they have one of the best defenses in the league, and they can't even be put on the pedal so that they should be because the offense doesn't even show up. And what I mean by the offense doesn't even show up, when's the last time they scored a touchdown, Sam? It's been a while. Uh, wow
2: the 1998 AFC championship okay, game. Okay, there we go. Exactly. Uh, Vinny T baby. Uh, no, Nathaniel I have no idea.
0: Hackett. <laughs> I I don't know. It's it's probably accurate. Nathaniel Hackett, uh, you are what Sean Payton said you were. And mm-hmm. uh this is not paid out at all. Um I I just don't know what happened. I know they've they came out earlier last week uh essentially saying that uh, everybody on the staff is essentially going to keep their job because Aaron went down, which Sam and I talked about a, a couple weeks ago that that would probably be the fair way to do this and give them a fair chance of, hey, listen, you didn't have what we thought you were going to have. Uh, but newsflash, you guys didn't have an O-line even if Aaron was there, which is probably the reason, one of the reasons he tore his Achilles. So uh, make sure you address that over the offseason because people actually want to see the Jets do well. I want to see the Jets do well just so Sam can get up on his nice little plane on the Jets. And then when they just falter, I can hold him and catch him and say, it's going to be all right, Sam. That's it.
2: Oh, that's so nice.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. We're not back. Harrison, We're though. Back. Just me. No, because Harrison, I'm, I'm is, he's he's going to choose another team at some point before the season's <laughs> over. So absolutely not him. Absolutely not him. Uh, so that's just the history of him. Uh, Let's yeah. go
2: Niners. He's <laughs> like, Sam Darnold is now the on the Niners, so I'm going to pick the Niners.
0: Oh, God. Lord. Let's go Niners. Uh, yeah, he was also on the Panthers and wherever else he was on. Um, let's get to the power rankings. At five, because they, they didn't play this week, um, is the Ravens. They stayed right where they were. Uh, they would have moved up, but I don't think it's fair because they didn't play. But they definitely would have been ahead of the Chiefs for me. Uh, at this point, and they might still be in my mind, but just because they didn't play, I'm going to keep them where they're at. Chiefs dropped from two all the way down to four. Mm. Uh, It's
1: like a Georgia situation.
0: They they, Well, no, because they've lost more games than Georgia. Georgia's only lost one game, uh, which I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, (laughs) But the Chiefs, they just don't, we've talked about it, they just don't look like the Chiefs uh, at this point, and I, I feel that teams of pretty much played them and are not scared of them as they once were uh they've played them straight up and say yeah well we got firepower too and it's it's shown in all these games and they have the bills coming up this sunday or is it monday no it's it's there's sunday during the day i think because the eagles play monday night against the cowboys Bills
2: at chiefs are a late sunday game yeah like sunday afternoon yeah so that's a huge game
0: to see what what they could be or what or what they are. I mean, for both teams, it's a it's a huge game. So we'll see what they they turn out or what they turn out on the on the field because it's not looking good. Uh, at three, the lions uh, the lions stayed right where they were. Uh, they they obviously got blown out <laughs> on Thanksgiving, which I don't think any of us thought was going to actually happen the way that that happened. But uh, they bounce back even against, even though it was against the Saints. They still bounce back. Because as Sarah Harrison said, the Saints have and always will have a good defense. As long as I've watched the Saints, they've always had a good defense. They have some hitters on the team. Um, but the Lions are doing what they should be doing. And they have built up a phenomenal team. So I love what's, what's happening there. Uh, two. It hurts my soul to say it, but the Eagles are at two, Uh, even though they are still the number one seed. uh, They've only lost two games uh, to me. When you get blown out by a team like that uh, and and they're in contention with you and you have an opportunity to shut people down, you're not going to win all the games. But the Eagles are at two for me. And uh, it's by a little bit because there's still a chance to obviously still be, they're still the number one overall in in the league, best record, but that showing was not great. But for the number one team, the showing was great for them, and that's the Niners. Uh, They stomped the mud hole in both the Cowboys and the Eagles, uh, two people that they are going to definitely have to see, at least one of those teams, and possibly both, depending on how this plays out at the end. Uh, They just look like they're clicking on all cylinders at this point in time. There's not one hole that I see on that team. Uh, and and that's scary to see that they've been playing even after that three game losing streak, they've come back and just basically said, yeah, no, we're still here and we're still coming for the top. So that is my power ranking for this week. Gentlemen, have that. It. Thank you.
2: I've brought this up a couple of times. I, and I don't know what the answer is. I just don't know where the Cowboys factor into this. I, th- I don't they're doing they have a they had some injuries on their defense. I think Dak's playing better than he's ever played. I mean he's having a great season. C D Lamb is I mean, looking like the potential that he, he always had here. And has, you know, he's always been a great receiver. He's on top of the world. Um, I just don't know where the Cowboys kind of would fit into this trying, thinking about it myself. If I were to make my own, I, it's a, it's an interesting puzzle piece. So I've,
0: when I thought about this, uh, because I, I do, I do feel that they should be in the top five, uh, the way that they've been playing and they, yes, they just beat their first team. That's over 500. I know everybody's talking about it. They did beat the Seahawks, uh, so, but they, as, to your point, Dak has been absolutely phenomenal. CD has been phenomenal. Uh so if anything that I were to do, I would possibly put them at four and move the Chiefs out. Um, and that's that's a hard. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's really it's really hard to to move and maneuver at this point in time. Like it's they're flirting. If I put the Cowboys in, they're either four or five. And the Ravens have consistently been proving that they are hard out um and the chiefs are the chiefs with mahomes so it's just like
2: yeah it's it's a crazy thing you would arming. you would yeah. move the chiefs out up, and up until the start of or the end of yesterday's game they were the number 1 seed in the afc so it's mm-hmm. like it's just a yeah yeah it's it's hard it's thing. really hard yeah. i'm not i'm yeah. not criticizing you i we've yeah, had this conversation for mm-hmm. weeks now um it's just you know we've been fooled by this Cowboys team for so long and they've had some embarrassing losses throughout their, you know, recent memory mm-hmm. and Dak had a, an awful year last year by, um by his own standards, by just any standards. Um, but, you know, I, I want to believe that they're just playing really well. I Clearly I, we said it at the top, the here's the test, right? Sunday night, that's it's gonna be at the biggest home. game of the year so far. Yeah. At home against your rival. Yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll see there. But I think
1: I think aside from the Cowboys, I, I would have the Dolphins having a better case for cracking that top five than the Cowboys, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't disagree with your rankings at all. I think those Dolphins and Cowboys are the two teams that are just like right on the outside, mm-hmm. but definitely could be in there. Um but I, I think you got I think you got the five pretty right. Thank you. I, I the Dolphins were also a
0: thought, but then I thought about who like the Dolphins lost to, right? That are sure. that are in there. And it's just like I, I try to I try to yeah. think of those big players, but it's just like they, they lost to the Bills, but then the Bills aren't really the Bills, right? You know what I mean? Like, but then they lost to the Eagles. It's 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 so hard to do this at this time, especially with only five. I should start making it ten, but whatever. I'll just keep it at five.
2: Sam, what's our records right now for uh for our picks. Well, we didn't have a show in week 12. We all went nine and five. Okay. And uh, last week, I miraculously made up the le- the games that I was behind. I think I was two two wins behind you. I went 10 and two. You went seven and five. And the Instagrammers, our, our friends on Instagram who vote, went uh, nine and three. So for the year, I have a, a two win two game lead if you will now uh 122 and 75 you're at 120 77 and our friends at instagram have 112 wins
0: so again friends from instagram you should probably start listening to us um <laughs> just saying pick it up instagram yeah get please. it together <laughs> uh let's get into week fourteen picks uh teams that are on by Arizona And also the Commanders. And the Commanders should probably just go on by for the rest of the season. (laughs) Thursday night football. Pats at Steelers. We all have the
1: Steelers. Sunday, Texans at Jets. We all have Texans. Yes, Pats and Steelers. So that's Thursday night football. So they broke the streaming record last week. Uh, This one won't.
2: (laughs) Probably Zappy versus Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, that's <laughs> one. that's
1: that's all I got. Just, that's going.
2: that's
0: fair. That's fair. Uh Rams at Ravens, we all have Ravens, Panthers at Saints, all Saints, Colts at Bengals. Both Sam and Harrison have the Colts. I have the Bengals. Uh the reason why I have the Bengals is just because of their talent uh that they still have out there. I just don't know who their quarterback is going to be this week. So whatever. Um, and the Colts just seem to keep winning. So, I mean, I just did it really because you both chose the Colts. Um, why do you have the Colts? Both of you.
2: I think the Colts have been playing pretty well, and they've been in a lot of close games. Uh, Gardner binchu you know, they lost Benchu. Jonathan Taylor. But uh, Zach Moss has done a great job in his absence for most of the year. And I just think the Colts are... Um just playing better now. Of course, yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, Jamar Chase is one of the best, and you know, the line's pretty good. And that Cincinnati defense has a lot of questions. And I, the biggest question is not sure Jake Browning is an NFL quarterback. He was phenomenal in college. Remember him in wa- at Washington, but you know, I that's why well, I just don't think they're gonna be able to to score. Okay, points. Harrison. Minshew mania
0: there you go okay fair enough Bucks at Falcons Falcons we all have Jags at Browns Uh, Jags Lions at Bears we all have the Lions Uh, the late Sunday night uh, late Sunday afternoon game Seahawks at Niners we all have the Niners Uh, Vikings at Raiders Uh, Sam and I both have the Vikings Harrison has the Raiders why do you have the Raiders home team both teams very comparable
1: okay that's it. That's yeah. fair.
0: They're they're similar. That's fair. Broncos at Chargers. Uh we all have Broncos. Bills at Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Sam, Sam has, has the Chargers. The-
2: I have the Chargers. I don't know why. Oh, you do have the Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Okay. Go- uh Bills at Chiefs. Uh, Sam, you have the Bills. Why do you have the Bills? I don't know. I just I they play. were off this week. They played mm-hmm. I know they lost the Eagles game. Uh They, I still think they played really well, and I again, I just think the Bills can put up points a lot more efficiently than the Chiefs can. Um, We've seen that, and I, I just think that may be the the X factor in this is just being able to to score more points, right? Okay. Uh,
1: Yeah, I was torn. I was torn a little bit on that one too. I mean, you know the bills have a week off and they like need to win yeah like they have to win um and i really wanted to pick the bills as well i just think the chiefs are just better and at home so well i chose the chiefs because
0: uh mahomes doesn't lose back-to-back games and that is what they just did so uh eagles at cowboys you both have the cowboys you can both kick rocks go birds Um monday night football packers at giants if any of you chose the giants i would have told you to never come back to the podcast and that would have been that (laughs) Uh, yeah no we're not doing that for him um let's get into college football so this has been a topic we haven't talked about it much on here but we've been paying attention um i i vowed to myself to not watch any penn state games going forward until james franklin is fired uh but that's a whole nother thing uh but we now have what the playoffs are set i this is the exact reason as to why they are expanding the teams in the playoffs and this season should show exactly why so michigan at one and they're facing alabama at four you have washington at two and they're facing texas at three Now, the two teams that are left out of here is Georgia that had a immaculate win streak that lost one game against Alabama, who had already lost one game this year themselves. And then you have FSU that went 13-0 and have continued to win even after Travis. It's Travis Benjamin, right? Or Jordan... Right, Jordan and Travis. Jordan Travis, right. Travis. After he went down in that gruesome injury, they continue to win with backup quarterbacks. They're thirteen zero, and they're not in the playoffs. Harrison, you seem like you have a lot that you want to say about this, so I'm going to let you have at it first.
1: I I don't have a lot. I I just find the debate really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you know, some people want some teams in and some teams out, and then it's like, well, who would you take out? So I mean. You know, I, I I feel bad for FSU, but also like you're not the SEC um, and I feel bad for Georgia. But how can you let Georgia in and who do you take out? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just find it fascinating like that. We've gotten to this point because the system obviously is is flawed, kind of flawed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anytime it's not down to like the competition on the field or that it's going to be flawed and it's going to have holes. And um, I just find it really, really interesting um how we found ourselves in this position <laughs> one year away from having twelve teams. Yep. But this year is the most obviously egregious one when you have an undefeated team that doesn't get in. So um, you know, just just interesting watching, you know, the banter around it on social media and all that. So um yeah, I, I I'm okay with this four. Um I would I think Georgia like I it sucks that Georgia's not in it. They're yeah. like thirty and one yeah in their last whatever (laughs) stretch you know don't make too much um, sense to me on that one defending national champions like that's tough that they can't get in Uh um but that's that's you know that's the difficulty of playing in the sec and having an sec championship game and um you know getting getting your spot bounced because you lost by three points so uh it's tough it's tough and we we won't I don't think we'll see the best teams in there. I think George is the best team um, or one of the best yeah. teams along with, you know, Bama. I, Michigan's OK or no, they're really no, good. Michigan's really good. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> they but in the conversation of like of like Alabama and Georgia and the SEC teams, I just I think they'll get beat by both. I think so. so too. I guess we'll see. We'll see one verse four. Um, but yeah, I. Uh,
0: I don't. First off, I want the the team in here that I want to give the biggest shout out to is the Huskies. Uh, what they have done yeah. uh, is it's if you haven't watched their story, if you haven't watched uh, the quarterback story, or don't know anything about it, take some time to just read about what has been going on there. It's it's damn near fairy tale type stuff. They've worked hard to get where they've gotten, mm-hmm. but it's it's really good, uh, Michigan. They definitely have been the number one team. Uh, when With Georgia losing, they literally slid right into that point. And uh, I, I've watched them play. They've, they've beat Ohio State. They've they beat Penn State. They've beat a lot of really good teams uh, throughout the year. But I, I also agree with you, Harrison. And I, I have felt this way uh, for quite some time is if you don't play in the SEC and then you play the SEC in the playoffs – you're getting smacked. And that's <laughs> yeah. normally what happens. And we watched it last year. What was it with the uh, TCU? TCU? Yeah.
2: Yep. Cincinnati the year before that. It,
0: it, it, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it's it's just kind of, I'm, I'm eager to see the 12 teams. Uh, I think that's going to be really, really fun because even though there's yeah. still going to be somebody that's going to get snubbed, still somebody's going to still feel yeah. that's, their team didn't make it, but out of 12 teams, I really don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's just like, it is what it is with 12 teams. But I feel at that point in time, it gives us, depending on how they break it down, which I'm intrigued to see how that is, is going to give us more football. And I guess more meaningful college football, even though every game means something, uh, just seeing the playoffs and seeing these teams, I kind of go at it. I, As a sports fan, I'm looking forward to it, but I'll, I'll say this in closing out uh, to Harrison's point. Even though FSU was 13-0, I want to know who they really played throughout the whole year. Because strength of schedule does mean something in college football. It means a lot in college football. Unlike in the NFL, it means something in college football. And they deserve all the the glory in the world for going 13-0. But to Harrison's point, I don't take any of those teams out and put FSU in. I just don't
2: and that's hard to say. So so yeah, I give my two cents here. I I think FSU is out for all the reasons just mentioned that they don't want to see uh, them get blown out on a, a a you know, a huge bowl game on New Year's Eve or whenever the whenever it is. Um so I I think it just kind of comes down to that and and not having Heisman contender who's, you know, done and I know they're on their you know, whatever third string quarterback, I, I just think there's there's probably just from a marketing or um kind of standpoint, a liability there, right? Um, where you have other big name programs, um, with you know, Washington's playing really well, we don't normally see them in here, but that's great. And and hey, to so your point, too, we see it with, with March Madness, right? The who got snubbed, who's on the bubble, who's out, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, having a top four or a top six, it's a little more like what, uh, you know, what the hell than having a top 12. Yep. Uh, I don't yep. care about number 13 or 14 at that point, but mm-hmm. yep. it, you, I can't let Georgia in here when it's kind of been the same formula the whole time, right? It's when you lose, it's who you lose to, but it's, it's when you lose that. I, I think there'd be a lot of issue with, an sec title loser like in the playoff and then like Alabama's not in it. Yeah. Cause I that's when it matters. I, mean,
1: I think it's, it's kind of just comes down to uh, Texas beating Alabama. Yeah. So it's like, if that doesn't happen, you can let two sec teams in there yeah. over a big 12 yeah. winner like texas which doesn't have a great resume outside of beating alabama correct um and then you know a lot of people are going to say you know take washington out but they beat four top 20 teams uh-huh. this year um and they're you know they are very good and they're for real i i don't know how they'll stack up against a big 12 or an sec team Pac 12 is different it's not as strong um but they earn the right to be there um and then the same thing with fsu it's just like They'll get their chance. They'll play Georgia. They play Georgia in I don't know whatever bowl that is. Um, So if they beat Georgia and fourteen and zero, they can claim their own national championship. Many teams have done that before. So Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't think they'll kind of beat Georgia. I think they're going to get stomped out by Georgia. And we'll kind of this whole kind of conversation will will end with yeah. The the right four teams are probably in there. Yeah, yeah. It's well, well. (laughs) soon we won't have to even have that conversation so i'll be very very happy about that Uh, i would say too like you'll have bubble teams next year but um also like those will probably be two or three lost teams so they'll have chances to to kind of prove themselves but then in the sense like you don't want to go too big either because obviously college football like every game does matter and the more teams you let in that regular season means less and less Correct. and college football as a product it's it's okay you know football wise it's it's not at the top it's very good um at the bottom it's it's It's, yeah it's not it's not great um so you know you still want those games to mean something like alabama georgia that game meant everything because it was essentially a playoff game to get into this championship yeah it's unfortunate we don't get to see them both in there because i would have loved to see that Mm -hmm. as
0: the national championship game that would be great again um let's get to nba real quick uh LeBron, Ime and Doku, <laughs> it's been it's very funny. I just wanted to bring it up in here. This this exchange that they've had, there's a couple of B words thrown around. Some people are too soft. Uh moral of the story is LeBron got a tech, stayed in the game. Ime got his second tech, got thrown out of the game. Uh what was your thoughts on this
1: interaction cuz my my thoughts was this. it was just hilarious the whole thing. Yeah, just kind of funny. Uh, Ime's like, just wowing. Like, what is he? Like, relax, my guy. Yeah. Uh, Do you see the audio from it today? I, yeah. I, the I, audio came out. I did. Um, I just find NBA fights so funny, man, because none of them are just actually going to put hands on each other. No. So, like, you have a protection of just saying wild Only Draymond. Uh, stuff when, yeah. Whenever you want. Draymond will put um, his hands on you, for sure. Yeah. My favorite part is, like, I follow this LeBron fan account on Instagram, and they just post, they found all the clips of LeBron just absolutely cooking Ime when they were playing, so. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's great. He's got yeah. he's got some beef. I yeah, think, so. it's uh,
0: <laughs> it, it's very interesting. As I saw uh, Sports Illustrated go back to it went like back to 2007. I was just like, Eme wasn't. A I was like, ah, they're talking about him playing at that time. I was like, you're <laughs> not slick. I like it, though. I like it. Yeah. Hey, LeBron gave that man work. <laughs> I'm, LeBron gave everybody that guarded him it's work.
1: True. Are you kidding me? It's true. <laughs> it's true. You get it's everybody true. gets work from him. Um he's even now that, he's held that grudge for a long time yeah, clearly yeah clearly um
0: so let's talk about the in-season tournament that i've watched very little of uh which i've heard nothing but great things though I, I feel that the reception has been well received of what this has been it says players have been playing it seems like the competition level has been risen uh so Today, when we're recording, uh is the first uh portion of this final part of the tournament, the actual bracket. So it is it's today, the well when we're recording it, the fourth for those that are on YouTube, and then the fifth uh is the second part. This is the quarterfinals uh that we have, and then you have on what is it, the seventh is the semifinals. And then on the ninth, which is Saturday, is the championship game. So tonight, when we're recording, is Celtics at Pacers. So Celtics are the number one seed, correct? At the, no, the mm-hmm. Bucks are the number one seed at this point in time. Yeah. Celtics are three seed, Pacers are two seed. Uh, and then Pelicans at Kings. Uh, Pelicans three seed, Kings two seed. And then Tuesday, Knicks, who are the four seed, are playing the number one seed, Bucks. And then the Suns four seed are playing the number one seed uh, Lakers uh, on Tuesday. So these all sound like great games just to give you guys some information. If you didn't listen to the previous or several podcasts ago when we kind of laid this out, uh, the way that this works out is – now I lost my train of damn thought. Uh, <laughs> um, with this is – so the championship game does not count towards the regular season all these other games that are playing up to it are a part of the regular season, but the championship game is the only game that does not count towards the regular season. So to be very, very clear. So shout out to whoever did the schedule for the NBA, because this is very, very, they had to move this in some mm-hmm. sort
2: of way and have this play out that way. But this is pretty damn cool. Um. So what happens? Cause clearly when they made the schedule and everyone gets 82 uh-huh. games, what happens now that, the Pacers are in, in this tournament where a team where you probably wouldn't think would be there. Right. So what, how do do? Are they playing a couple less games since those mm, games count? No. They're going to, they're going to play more just to like regular the official amount? games. So they're going to play 85 games to share 84 or whatever. No, it's the regular no, amount of no, games. No, no,
1: they'll move around. So like Pacers yeah. and Celtics are playing. So whenever they were scheduled next, later on in the year,
2: they'll, move, uh, they'll okay, move so off that. that. Yeah. So, yeah, so you screw all the fans that bought tickets to Pacers Celtics. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, no, I'm not sure it really so. well, was. I was just trying to figure it, out you're how to eventually. Yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out so, how that works. It's basically the
0: NBA's equivalent of flexing a game <laughs> for yeah, them, yeah, it's it's essentially yeah. that for this. Um,
1: yep, exactly. But I'm
0: assuming that you're if you bought tickets to the game and it, you'll yeah. have tickets to when it's played later on or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But uh, I will absolutely be watching this now that it's in the tournament portion uh, because I want to mm-hmm. see who's going to win this championship uh, to to be the first to do that. And and I if one big takeaway that I have to say that I, I love about this whole thing is the courts I, I absolutely love the courts like it's so fun seeing this and then also the different jerseys that go with them too like it's really really fun seeing this creativity go on and but also the games that I have watched have seemed more competitive than nor- than normal um, but I mean we know this because most regular season games especially in the beginning of the season it's kind of like okay we're playing we're just going to yeah. coast through and then we're going to get to a point we got to get to so uh well no point
2: differential point differential is a big thing right so the end of the games tend to be like wild
1: yes that was the that was the group play portion so that was a little odd i think they need to find a different way to do that but yeah and there's nothing like one and done so you know now we're in the one and done portion um i i'm excited like obviously tons of casual nba fans don't tune in till christmas Mm -hmm. and we're in the beginning of december now so if anything that gets people to watch some just basketball earlier um is a win is a win for me yeah. um so i'm excited these these games sound like they're gonna good matchups um it's gonna be a lot of fun so i'll be watching a lot of
0: exciting basketball in december to harrison's yeah. point yeah. Like you're having a, a championship game on a knife and then you have one of the busy, biggest excitements uh, of nba basketball which is the christmas games so you have that right around the corner so this is this is December is big for the NBA this year. Yeah.
2: I like this a lot. I've, so talk uh, about starter, it, man. Go ahead. Yeah, go yeah, ahead, yeah. Harrison. Sir.
1: Yeah, I've talked about it for years, having like a cup system like the like Premier League and like all the soccer clubs have over on the yeah. other side. Like it just creates just some different atmosphere. You get to switch it up a little bit. 82 games gets monotonous. Like it's just a lot of games and the same things over mm-hmm. and over again. So anytime you can just like inject something new um, and switch it up a little bit, I'm, I'm all for it. Agreed.
2: Yeah, I was going to say just kudos to Adam Silver for, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you mentioned the unofficial kickoff of the NBA season's Christmas, and we, you know, we're all in front of TV watching all day, but, uh, you know, try to make get some excitement early on in the season here and go up against the NFL. Now the NFL has some Christmas games and, and all of that, mm-hmm. um, and that's just because it's on a Sunday. But, you know, yeah, just go up against it. Also, for these 18, you know, all the other teams, they they have a week off. So, you know, if you're not, yeah. you could also so just they, be like, they still, yeah, I just want a week off.
1: They still play regular season. Mm-hmm. So, it. like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so. Uh, then never mind. Uh, yeah. They just have the, they, the All-Star break off they play yeah. the they play the other teams that didn't yeah. make it so like the schedule makers gotcha. move around oh, okay. with this stuff it's, I didn't it's, know that part kudos kudos, kudos to the schedule makers. yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying I, the
0: schedule maker yeah. they 100% get all the kudos i hope they get a bonus for changing and yeah. doing all these damn things cuz that's it's a that. lot a lot of moving parts yeah, yeah. a lot of moving parts uh mm-hmm. sam you have some mlb here uh some Otane news and some news for for us as yankee fans so uh let's get to that
2: yeah, so um rumor has it, speculation that Shohei Otani, the most coveted free agent ever, maybe, uh, is rumored to sign this week. A lot of teams in the mix. I've heard a lot of teams, you know, bowing out here. Blue Jays are trying to make moves, the Braves, Dodgers in it, even the Angels, you know. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts. Where do you think he's uh what do you think happens with the Shohei? Sweepstakes and you know.
0: If he doesn't I go back know. to the Yankees, I pray he goes back to the Angels because that would just be comedy. Just straight comedy for me. Just go back to the Angels at that. I know I really I, think- I really don't I as a Yankee fan that this would bring me back uh completely to the forefront of Yankee fandom. Sam, as you know, I talk to you all the time about prospects and who we're high on and which we're gonna get to in a second, but uh or at least I'll make a comment about in a second, but I I'm intrigued to see where he, he goes. Cause I honestly have no idea where he is going to go. I can't even give you a team. I, I know he, he mentioned earlier in this that he wanted to go to a place that he's like kind of not, he's a very private person, but where, so I, I can see him going to a smaller market team. Cause if he's saying that he doesn't want to be around, like the angels are perfect. Cause they're not a big market team. But all the other teams that are going to pay him the money that he probably wants are going to be large market teams and media is going to be in your face and your privacy is going to be non-existent.
2: He's in in L.A. I mean, it's Anaheim, but it's still like, yeah, yeah, but they don't care about baseball as much. Sure. If you want to make that point. But i don't An- know
1: anaheim is Anaheim's out
2: there uh, yeah. that's that's yeah. what i'm saying it's not it's anaheim. not la
0: like if he's at the dodgers like they're gonna be up his ass everywhere he goes and anaheim mm-hmm. they don't follow you around like mike trout was there and he has still been there and they don't follow him like that so it's i feel i feel it would still be the same thing but going to the yankees going to the mets going to the dodgers going to any big team like that i, I feel like that
1: privacy is going to be non-existent for him um but I that's mean, wherever he goes, kudos, uh, kudos to him. <laughs> that's I'm kind of with you on it. That. That's why my vote, I think he ends up on the Braves, um, or the Cubs because uh. they're not they're big markets, but not too big, but also still very good. So I think that's where he ends up. I my vote's for the Braves. I could be completely wrong. If he but goes to the Braves, good God, <laughs> good God, good God, good God. Mm. Yeah, imagine mm. that. Just mm-hmm. that lineup is mm-hmm. ferocious. If he goes to the Braves, <laughs> yeah. Oh where do you think I, that's the thing too? I you know, I think he wants to win too. Yeah. So that yeah. I mean, where where better can you go? Well,
0: I was I was hoping Mike Trout would have took that same train of thought and took his ass to the Phillies, but he decided to stay and take the bag in in Anaheim where he's going to deteriorate.
2: Um but Sam, where do you think uh I about. love Mike Trout. Love Mike Trout. He's already deteriorating. Yeah, it's, 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 it's sad yeah, that's it's, just yeah. um a lot of back injuries, soft tissue injuries. It's you know, it's 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 not great. I, I honestly mm-hmm. have no idea. I kind of thought it would just be the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not going to act like I know much about him or his personal life. I've I've read the stuff about. You know, he certainly is a private person. It could just be that you know he's on a team, uh, and he's not. He doesn't speak great English, or he just he's you know Japanese. So it's like maybe he's just quiet because because i I don't know i I just think the Dodgers are in play- are always in play, yeah especially they are. with you know just being who they yeah. are and and opening the checkbook um it would be hilarious if he goes back to Anaheim. I don't think they're gonna pay <laughs> him though um i I just think the New York teams are out, yeah, so I remember those days where uh
0: one particular New York team was always in um Miss those days. Speaking of that New York team, uh, you got some uh some news for a potential trade, Sam?
2: Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Yankees and the Padres were were exchanging names for Juan Soto, uh, and then I read that it kind of stalled. But Soto mentioned recently he knows he's going to get traded. It's a matter of when, and he wants to go to the Yankees. Um, like so, that's great. You imagine an outfield with a healthy. Jason Dominguez, Aaron Judge, and Juan Soto, lefty we like bat. <laughs> we love that. You know, it would be uh, it would be something else. So I think it I think it ultimately gets done. It's just kind of you know the names being thrown around. It's certainly yeah. Michael King, Clark Schmidt, and a bunch of prospects. But
0: I don't like King being in there. Schmidt, I don't either. Schmidt, you can get rid of. Don't put Thorpe in there. I would be so upset about that. Uh, pretty much. Everybody else out of outside of King and Thorpe, and obviously you don't touch the Martian can can go. Um, I could care less about that. Throw in Gene Carlo too, please. Just get him in that package somehow, some way. Ship him out. Uh, because I would be absolutely okay. But I I read that they like those names that you mentioned, Sam, and and essentially like they wanted like seven prospects. So they're basically gutting the the, the Yankees farm system, which I absolutely don't like, but if it's been, if it's going to be handled the same way Cashman has been handling it in the past few years anyway, uh, that means he's just going to let these guys rot in uh whatever triple A, double A, single A anyway. So I think,
2: I think with the, you know, King has proven to be a really dominant setup guy and transition really well to the, um to the, to the rotation. he, We're going to, I'm saying we, we're all Yankee fans, going to need guys to eat up innings. Now Severino's gone. He's never really healthy, but still Mm -hmm. there's that. There's a question mark on Rodon. Do they bring back Frankie Montas, who's a free agent? Didn't even really pitch for them. uh, Well, if they don't bring Uh, back
0: Frankie, he's going to go to another team and
2: he'll be in the playoffs yeah, on, like something World something. Series. That yeah. seems to
0: be the case for any Yankees pitchers.
2: So. Yeah, so I I think there's a concern of like and, and Clark Schmidt was certainly up and down, has pitched a lot better this year than in years past, but isn't consistent. But again, eight up innings. So I think there's there's got to be more moves after that. Uh, my hesitation. I don't. I love prospects. I'm a big like prospect guy. I would be fine with all of it, but to have Juan Soto for a year and not really know if you're going to have him after that, he'd be a fool not to go to the open market, Yeah, especially after what Judge got or what Shohei will get. And not that, you know, clearly he's the same player, but he is, like, he is a 2023 Frank Robinson. Like, he is this good of a player. I do have some concerns, too, about the culture of the Padres. I mean, it kind of seemed like it always... You know, whenever I'd watch a Padre game, it's like they pan to the dugout and it's Machado, uh, Tatis and him laughing and they could be down by a couple runs. I've seen it multiple times. I just there's a lot of questions about what went on in San Diego. I hope I hope that's all just kind of really bad narratives and and really bad just kind of reporting because Juan Soto is a difference maker.
0: Well, with that said, Harrison, what's your what's your thoughts on this? Too early for baseball. I mean, I agree.
1: But my friend No, I I, my I friend would Sam one, so, baseball. No, I I it would be a left handed bat, you know, a big time, <laughs> a big time player. Like, why that's something you want. Even if, you know, he's leaving. No, he won't leave. He seems to want to be a Yankee. You play well. I mean, Yankees gotta open the checkbook up every once in a while still. So I don't see why they wouldn't for for a player like him. So I, I like it. I like it. If we can get him, that'd be a great get. I agree. Well,
0: that said, thank you, uh, Harrison. Uh, as he mentioned, he will be here more often. Uh, yep. Sam, we are no longer a union, so just close this out, please. This will be our last <laughs> time together.
1: I thought we were got aligned. I thought we. We. we, we I told you out.
0: before, we are not aligned anymore. This is the alignment is off. We need to go to some dealership to realign this car because it's off now. I'll, I'll hook
2: you up. I know I know some.
1: Uh, I got a guy. <laughs> I know
2: a guy too. I got a, I got a guy. No, Harrison. Thanks so much, Brandon. Uh, it's nice seeing you again. Yeah, whatever. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Episode one seventeen in the books. Uh, thanks for watching and and uh, tell your friends. Till next time, uh, peace, friends.
0: Uh, I need oh. you to. <laughs> We're still going. He still does this. Yeah, I still do this. He does this. Um, Mm. Friends, I need you to control your other friends that are in the fan base that you share. Uh, Mm. The stuff that you people put on these forms of social media is absolutely getting ridiculous. I understand that you love your team, uh, but being blind to what is right in front of your face is it's... It's going too far. Uh, I don't want to bring up any prime examples to put anybody out there. Uh, but let's 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 stop thinking that your team really has a chance when you know they don't. Or let's stop talking about other teams when you know your team doesn't have a chance anymore. Uh statistically. Uh let's just stop talking bad to other people and acting as if you have a chance to change the outcome of the game because you don't.
1: All right. I'm sorry, guys. Bye.